Okay, welcome to a very special episode of Move Left Idiots. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined by my co-host this week, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, yeah. what's going on? Uh, mixed feelings, but overall good. Um, I had somebody at work today, real quick, uh, who was just crazy, because nothing she said made any sense, and when I tried to ask her probing questions about whatever happened to her passport application months ago, she couldn't answer them, and I, she just kept trying to kind of like go in weird, crazy circles, and she said, well, I gave you my social security number, so that's my tracking number, and I was like, tracking number? No, that's not, that's not a tracking number, that's your social security number, and she just goes... Well, whatever. I don't know what to do then. And I just said, well, is there anything else I can do to help you out today? And she goes, no. And you can tell Trump to fuck off. <laughs> and then she hung up. <laughs> and I, like, hey. I was like, oh. I, and I literally said to her, I'll be sure to tell him that. <laughs> and then I hung into the call. And I think she, like, in her brain, she thought because I work for the government that that her saying that would like wound me emotionally. And I was just like, all right, I fucking agree with you. So whatever. Which is such a <laughs> like a silly like ignorant notion because like people who work for the government by and large are like lifetime employees. They don't. They you know you you have a fifty fifty shot that you're talking to somebody who fucking hates the president when you call up you know any yeah random department yeah like. and you know it's not like I'm I'm working in you know a, a, a I'm not like a, a dignitary or anyone where I have to you're not like working in in the ice <clears throat> call center or some shit like you know no yeah we're we're pretty you know um social neutral minded exactly yeah. so I think she just she was just like you know you sure, talk to sure, a certain you know. percentage of people every day who are mentally ill and you may not know it and then you have a moment where they just go blah, 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 and that's then you get to see that little part of them yeah yeah no, for sure yeah so um you know obviously this is a uh, special episode not our normal friday show but we felt like after the election uh there's gonna be way too much shit to talk about on friday if we try to lump in other news with it so um, yeah. I figure we come here do just a wrap up of all the different uh, well, important and stories and people were begging for it. Did you see the comment on the Facebook page? Yeah, there were yeah, no, we actually had a couple. Yeah, who, uh, which I, I was like, oh, <laughs> they, that's they were like, cool. recap, people give a recap. Shit. <laughs> people actually give a shit what we have to say for some goddamn uh, yeah. reason, <laughs> whatever. But you know, to each his own. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, there was an election. Not sure if anyone realized, uh, but there was an election yesterday, uh, and it, you know I, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna be very negative this episode. I'll just warn people up front. But truth be told, it was a mixed bag. I mean, there were there were there were things to celebrate, and there were definitely a lot of small victories. Um, I think the whole idea that there was going to be this blue wave, um, I think that that largely didn't happen. I, I think that that kind of failed to materialize, and I'll explain why um, as we go. And I know people are like, oh, but the Democrats took back the House, and blah, blah, blah. And that's not what people were predicting. Like, people I don't were, think they remember how that's just kind of like the normal thing that, that, that always That's literally happens. the normal thing, and, and you know, I don't want to get too usually far. Usually by yeah, a lot but, more, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But I mean, you know, but people, I think people like blue people talking blue wave were talking like the same way Hillary was like, oh, maybe we'll win uh, Texas and maybe we'll and she literally campaigned to Texas, like just pipe dream fantasy bullshit. So, like, right. you know, people were thinking that they're going to get these crazy results and largely 
it ended up falling in within the bounds of of usual fluctuations. So we'll, ping, we'll political ping pong, and they yeah. it's like they don't, they don't know because most people don't spend their lives uh, obsessing over po- po- politics the way we yes. do. But and I envy yeah. them because I fucking it, it it's miserable and it's a miserable thankless job. But I, yeah, I, uh, it's got to be more emotionally disappointing when you really think that things are going to change and like when you have no idea really like going to have a yeah. spine for once and it's just like what no how do we you know it's like no don't ever get your hopes up like that for that shit no, it's, it's never it's gonna cool. happen it's cool nancy pelosi's gonna gonna save everything guys because you know oh, she's God. gonna she's gonna take she's gonna take ideas from the bipartisan marketplace of ideas which is something she literally said in a fucking victory well, speech you can't yesterday. just take them. You can't just take ideas from the marketplace. You have to buy them, and that takes a lot of money. So that's why we need Nancy to get back up to the Hamptons and fundraising as fast as possible. You know, the bipartisan marketplace of ideas, like, you know, how 70% of the country wants Medicare for all, and, you know, 72% wants to expand Social Security, and uh, 92% want Medicare to be able to negotiate drug prices. <laughs> did you, did you I'm sure those the, are the ideas she's talking about, right? Uh, yeah. I, I saw a headline today. Nancy Pelosi said that the Democrats that won won because they ran on health care. And it's like what? Nancy Pelosi – I just tweeted this out earlier. Henry Kissinger is going to die before Nancy Pelosi utters the words Medicare for all. <laughs> So I don't know what the fuck she was talking unless, about. Unless there's like a derisive laugh immediately following her saying it. You know, right. that would be the only way she'd be saying <laughs> Medicare Medicare for all. <laughs> Not to do a Richard Ojeda voice, but um, yeah. No, so uh, the what I wanted to do, because there's a lot of different stories to talk about um, from the election, uh, I want to start with the house and then we'll move on to the Senate governors, uh, you know, and, and a couple other little scattered results here, but, uh, the house is, uh, so every, every two years for people that don't know, people that don't follow as closely as we do, uh, every two years, every seat in the house is up, which is, I think a great idea. Um, you know, there, there's ups and downs to it. Obviously you don't want people to have to be campaigning every time you know all the time when they're in office but also you don't want people to be uh complacent that they're not going to lose their job uh so i I do Mm -hmm. like the the kind of constant pressure of the two years uh two-year election cycles for house candidates um so you know which is why in uh midterm elections houses tend to flip uh against the incumbent president uh, especially if that president is unpopular and you know as we know Donald Trump is uh wildly unpopular he has record low uh approval ratings for somebody at this point in their in I their mean nowhere near cycle, Hillary but... Clinton's low levels but still No no I she still there. somehow fucking beat him even though she's not in office and she's you know it, but that's how bad her 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 public uh face is right now every time that she pops up she fucking you know <laughs> says some other stupid shit that pisses off somebody else but um yeah so you know which is why i I say that it's not uh that in it's it's important but it's not nearly as as amazing as people think it is that the democrats took back the house because this is just what is supposed to happen and so i don't know i don't know if you remember but only it was only about three four weeks ago it was predicted the democrats were going to take the senate but not the house so we got yeah, to this we, very different end game very quickly, and everyone sort of forgot that this like nobody thought they were going to take the house. They did think that we were going to retake the Senate. So like no one's talking about that. 
Yeah. Well, so the other thing is, um, right now it looks like the Democrats are going to get between 222 and 227 seats in the House. Uh, you need 218 for control. So they're 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 a smidge over, uh, in terms of the majority. They're, they're going to have a, a very very slight majority. Right. Um, which, and as which... we all. Know, yeah, well, I was gonna say it. As we all know, like not every Democrat in the fucking House is uh, even remotely uh, left wing. No, Some of them are, only... you know, conservative. So it, it's, it's like not even a majority. I mean, it's it's you know, in name only a majority. Um, so and which you know, obviously, uh, Nancy Pelosi is not going to hold a caucus together. Uh, she's not going to be able to tell red state Democrats who openly campaign against her when they run uh, that they have to vote a certain way on a measure. Uh, nor do I even expect her to, you know, want to vote that way herself if, if it's, uh, you know, something that's going to benefit actual humans. So um, I, that's why I'm not really excited about this. The one, you know, silver lining is people saying like, oh, well, this is a check on Trump. And yes, theoretically, um, but if Trump's trying to get a piece of legislation passed uh, that's harmful uh, to the American people, you know, in terms of getting rid of health care, whatever it is he's going to get every Republican in the house to sign on to it. And you're going to tell me he's not going to be able to peel off 10 of the 200 house Democrats. Like right. I, 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 I well, would bet every fucking this is dollar. Why I don't care like about the majority. Cause I know that they're not going to fucking do shit. They had all, they had all three, you know, Congress, Senate and the white house. And what did they do with it for healthcare? They just, they passed Romney care, Romney right? Care. So yeah. they don't fucking do shit, right? So I don't care about the majority. I don't care if if Donnelly loses. He deserved to fucking lose, right? I care about getting people in place that are going to be leaders, people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who we're, I'm sure, going to talk about more, who are going to pull everyone in the right direction by just being fearless and tireless. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know... Uh... I'm slightly down on the results, and obviously it's good that they took back uh, the House, uh, you know, as slim of a margin as it is, and they were projected at some point to get up to, uh, you know, 40 seats. I think Nate Silver said they were going to get, like, like 38 to 40 seats. Some people were saying 50 seats. Looks like they're going to get about 27 to 30 seats. So it, it, I, I would say <laughs> that, that that's a complete underperformance. Um you know, but there were bright bright spots. Obviously, AOC won. Um, we knew she was going to win. I mean, it was not really in suspense that 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 she was going to win. She ended up winning with something like seventy eight percent of the vote. Um, I, th- I think about six oh, percent no, no, of no, the no. district. It was, it was like eighty six. The other guy got fourteen percent. Well, yeah. I think Joe Crowley got like six percent of the vote, or some. Oh, some, really? Some <laughs> really pathetic. Uh, oh, yeah, about eight thousand people uh, voted for Joe Crowley, which is kind of uh, hilarious. Um, yeah, so she, she won, you know, in dominating fashion and, uh, that's awesome. She's going to be the youngest woman, uh, in the history of the U S Congress, uh, mm-hmm. when she takes office, mm-hmm. when, when she's sworn in, uh, and I would argue she's the most left-wing member of, uh, either, uh, body of Congress right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a good, gets a very good sign. Um, there were... Other bright, you know, the, the, there were other bright spots. Uh, Rashida Tlaib, obviously, in Michigan, ended up winning, uh, along with Ilan Omar. She, they are going to uh, be the first and second, uh, <laughs> depending on how you want to uh, arrange them. Uh, mm-hmm. Female uh, 
Muslim uh, women and female Muslim women. <laughs> yes, uh, as opposed to the male Muslim women. No, so uh, they're going to be the first uh, two Muslim females in Congress. Yeah. Uh, well, and they're also awesome. and they're very, super progressive. Super progressive. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Rashida Tlaib is a, a Palestinian American is very vocal about Palestinian rights. Um. Likewise, uh, uh Ilhan is uh, the first Somali American in Congress and the first refugee in Congress. So, mm-hmm. um, it, somebody put out a picture of all the women of color that just won Congress, and it's just like. You know, it's it's a different face that we have not seen before in our government. Yeah. Uh, you know, at and, least not on that level. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to be clear about something because, you know, there's always the 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 critique of of, of like the left of like, oh, well, you guys are, you know, you all you care about is policy and, you know, you, you, you complain about identity politics, which is inherently racist. I I want a more diverse Congress. I completely want a more diverse Congress. I'm not willing to sacrifice uh, you know, uh, so I, I'm not willing to vote for someone who has policies that are demonstrably worse than somebody who has better policies because of what no. they represent. But I think it's fucking awesome that we're that we're electing a really diverse group of uh, Congress people like that, that we're electing, you know, the first ever Muslim right. women or you yeah, know, exactly. the first trans governor, whatever the, it is. Like, I think that's fucking awesome. The, the, the black guy that ran against Debbie Stabnow, who almost fucking beat her, came really close to beating her who had a attack helicopter as his campaign logo, said he was with Trump 2,000%. Apparently, he's yeah. not a math surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so a guy like that, fuck that dumbass. Like, he's just a, you know, he's, he's yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, Samuel Jackson and Django Unchained. It's like, we know what his role is and why they support him, right? So it's it's not about identity politics. It's about representation, of communities and their actual interests yeah and you know that was a big thing in the kansas race during the primaries with uh brent welder who was a justice democrat uh and sharice davids who ended up winning that uh seat and she's gonna be end up being the first she ended up winning her uh election by the way she's gonna be the first native american Mm -hmm. uh woman in congress which is uh, an unbelievable travesty when you uh (laughs) when you say that but um that we've never had a Native American woman in Congress before, right, considering it's right. like literally their country. But, but she was definitely not the most progressive person. No, running, and that's right? and, and and that was the critique from her camp because and but, but I and I do think it was disingenuous, and of course they knew that that wasn't the real reason people supported Brent. But so look, I'm going to support the most progressive person. Now I'm going to totally root for, um, you know, Congress to become a more diverse place, and I'm going to root for more diverse, a more diverse slate of candidates to run. But if you're if you're giving me the option of, you know, male white Bernie Sanders or uh, fucking Condoleezza Rice, I'm not going to fucking fucking, you know, I'm not going to blink right. an eye like, you know, I'm, I'm going to support people who support the policies that I think are going to help the American people. Right. Um, yeah. So wait, I, you're, I, you're not one of those liberals that uh, supported the white Republican for the governor of Maryland rather than Ben Jealous, a Democrat. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the, 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 but there were, you know, some bright spots. The reason I mentioned that, by the way, is because I saw a lot of articles like, well, first, you know, Muslim American woman named to Congress first, blah, blah, blah. And that's great. But I don't think that that should be the lone uh, thing you highlight. I mean, we have, you know, an open socialist, uh, sitting on the New York state Senate. We have, you know, a, a democratic socialist being sent to Congress. It's, there, I think there are more 
they're more interesting ways to frame certain stories for me than just based on people's identity because I don't give a fuck about your identity if you have policies that hurt the American people. Like, I don't give a mm. fuck, like, if, you know, if, if Sarah Palin somehow in some fucking psychotic wor uh, world uh, dimension wins the presidency one day, uh, I don't want to see a bunch of articles about how awesome it is that the that the first woman uh, won the presidency. I want, oh, I want articles about... You would about definitely what, see that oh, shit of course from The would. Atlantic. The Atlantic would. would definitely write that bullshit. But you, but you know what I'm saying. So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah uh, but there were bright spots. Uh, you know, it, weirdly, there were a lot of uh, races that that went the other way that I was not expecting. Like Randy Bryce got like kind of killed in Wisconsin. I was really surprised mm -hmm. by that. Um, yeah, I don't know. He, he, was he wasn't that great. As, I mean, you know, as a sort of a fake progressive in a lot of ways. And didn't he like talk a bunch of shit about black lives matter too? I don't remember something like that. Like yeah, he talks shit about Bernie voters. He's, he's not, he uh, wasn't good, yeah. but, um, d but it was just weird because when he was running against Paul Ryan before Paul Ryan dropped out, he was neck and neck. Like they were pulling it like 48, 47 or whatever it was. Like they were very close and he got pretty handily defeated. So I'm, I'm actually very surprised by that, but he also kind of disappeared after Paul Ryan went away. It was almost like uh, they were using him for the marketing and they actually didn't care about getting someone yeah. elected to Congress. Funny. Um, he, yeah, so he, he, he got beaten pretty bad. Uh, Tim Canova really got beaten bad. It, 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 very strange considering that there was like a, a, a news story a couple days ago about how he was basically neck and neck with Debbie Wasserman Schultz, according to internal Republican polls. Uh, and he only got about five percent of the vote, so I, you know, Jesus. I don't know what what yeah, really well, happened there. Um, Democratic but... Party loves their Debbie Wasserman Schultz, so yeah. Well, you know, we 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 know that she's an honest person, though, and she's not above uh, destroying ballots, <laughs> <laughs> or, or that or that she would never destroy ballots or anything like that. So I'm sure I'm sure everything's on the up and up over uh, in Broward County there. Um. Duncan Hunter, uh, who's just a horrible fucking guy, uh, won re-election. Uh, he was running against Amar Kampanajar. Um, not sure if you followed his race at all, but he basically... Uh, it, 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 if people think Ron DeSantis ran a racist campaign, uh, Duncan Hunter would like to have a word with you. He he literally called... Uh, he, he tried to call Amar Kampanajar a terrorist, like, because his grandfather w w was like a died like in an act of terrorism but like before he was born like in another country like his grandfather like died before he was born well, it's, it, it goes through the dna it's in the blood right of um, course yeah yeah i don't you know. know how you cannot be racist with a name like duncan hunter like <laughs> yeah, that's <right>? just like <laughs> Yeah, and you, and he ran ads about like, oh, well, Amar Kampanajar changed his name to fool voters. Like, okay, well, he didn't do a real fucking good job if he changed it to fool voters. Like, yeah, isn't that one of those things that racists tell people they're ethnic? They ha are supposed to do is change their name to not sound so ethnic. Isn't that like part of the whole? Uh, oh, you mean like Senator Rafael Cruz from uh, Texas? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. um yeah, yeah, it, it's it's just, I mean, yeah, he's gross. So he won. Um, one person that lost, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, although a scary uh, stat I'll have for you, uh, Arthur Jones ran in Illinois, uh, open Nazi, doesn't believe in the Holocaust, says Hitler was good, says yeah. Hitler was right. 
I don't know if literally you a Nazi, this, Anthony, but you don't have to be a closet Nazi anymore in America. <laughs> it's uh, I mean, those but he's days like literally of, like wore, wore a fucking swastika. Like there's pictures of him wearing swastika, like during the campaign. Like he, yeah. So, like that's I, I, where we are now. <laughs> that so obviously you know, he, like nobody voted for him, right? Like obviously. Oh no! Wait! Oh no! He, I mean, look. So he got beaten. He got beaten handily, but he got twenty five percent of the vote. Fifty five thousand people uh, would rather see an open Nazi than a moderate Democrat sit in that seat. So, well, uh, you know, where was he running again? Illinois, Illinois. Not even like fucking Mississippi. Yeah. Like <laughs> Illinois is not. I mean. A, South of Chicago, Illinois, might as well be Alabama. Honestly, no, yeah, that's true. But but I mean, fuck, like he's a literal Nazi. <laughs> it just <laughs> and the Green I, Party I, can't even catch one percent in most states. So think about that. Yeah, right. God damn, I I just yeah, I I I was I couldn't believe that shit. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, you know, the Democrats picked up seats in the House. Um, I, I, I think it's a hollow victory because, uh, in all likelihood, Nancy Pelosi will be reelected as Speaker of the House, and she's going to do fucking, you know, nothing. Like she's already said, she wants to institute well, paygo, which means that no uh, actual progressive policy initiatives can be passed. Because as we explained, paygo means you pay for everything up front, which is literally impossible with things like Medicare for all, which pays for itself after a decade and thing and, you know, pro- programs like that, that would actually help the American people, but hurt her donors. So, you know, whoop de fucking do. They won the house yeah. back. That, you know, well, what are they going to do? They're going to investigate Trump for fucking two years for, you know, when you're an no old end. lady Democrat and you've lost Peter Dow, You've really <laughs> gone too far. And I don't know if you've seen this, but the last 48 hours or so, Peter Dow has been on a, just a roll in all caps saying the Democratic Party me- needs new leadership. And he's talking about Pelosi. He wants yeah, her no, out he of there. Is, totally. Are we, are we sure that Peter Douche didn't somehow hack Peter Dow's main account and, and, and is now tweeting from it? Are, are we totally sure I, about that? I don't know. I think he probably still loves Hillary, but I don't see him bash and burn anymore. I don't see him... Like he, when Alexander he did this Ocasio a while, he started this, Cortez yeah, during won, AOC. He was like, okay, here it is. Here's the, here's the real woman leader we can all get behind, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> welcome, I, welcome I to the left, Peter Dow. I don't think he's like calculating. Like, I don't think he's smart enough to be a calculating guy. I genuinely think like he, uh, maybe the money train maybe like he he got they stopped paying him to do oh, propaganda yeah, the, and, and, <laughs> his, and his real yep. and his real kind of feelings came out but hey whatever you know you know i'm not gonna fully trust him ever but I, i'm not no, gonna no i'm not gonna you know look at i, I don't even want to say gift tourists because i really could give a fuck what peter dow thinks but um no hey look the more people come around uh the better and you know we're trying to reach the people i i I think that there's a very big block of the democratic party and polls prove this out that supported hillary in the primaries uh because they were super into the idea of a female president but had no animosity towards bernie and they would have voted for bernie if he won the nomination yeah those people and aren't those... on twitter by the way <laughs> no of course well no but twitter's an oversampling of the the fucking eight percent lunatic hate that the hate percent yeah the hate percent it. yeah um 
but I really genuinely think that there's a a, a, a giant uh, majority of the Democratic Party who voted for Hillary, that voted for Hillary that would absolutely vote for Bernie and that agree more with Bernie's positions, but they just were so caught up in the idea of the first yeah. female president uh, and now hope and hopefully that that is not going to be an issue the second time around because the female uh, candidates that the Democrats are lining up so far are almost uniformly awful. You know, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren. The only one I would vote for is Tulsi Gabbard, but I don't know if she's actually going to run. Um, yeah, she's a little too war-ish anyway. But um, yeah, pretty, so that was... Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. That was, um, I think a lot of people in Michigan seeing the divide between Bernie and Hillary didn't want to repeat that. And it almost kind of looked like it was going that way with Abdul al-Sayed and Gretchen Whitmer, where it was like, here was the Bernie candidate and here's the Hillary candidate. And... Everyone sort of agreed. All the groups that were supporting Abdul agreed that if he doesn't get it, we're not going to, we're like, we're still going to support Gretchen. Like, we didn't want to have that yeah. ugliness again. Right. And she's far and away not nearly as good as Abdul, but far and away better than Hillary Clinton. On a I lot was going to say, she's not nearly as bad as Hillary, luckily. No. Um, no. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, and, and I got more impressed with her skills as a candidate and just everything that she was doing the further she went on. Uh, in the campaign and did a good job of not trying to run against Trump, but to run for things that were real policy issues, especially water. You know, Michigan's surrounded by the Great Lakes, but then you've got Flint here and that whole crisis. So like all the Democrats here were really good about running for clean water, right? And the Republicans were like, oh, but me t I like clean water too. And people were just like, no, we're not, no, we're not having it. So... Um, I don't know yeah. if we want to jump into it here, but Michigan nah, I had the governors yet, but <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, the, but oh, okay. Michigan overall had like the blue wave that people said didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. It did happen in Michigan. Uh, there's an article I have up here from bridgemichigan.com, which is a fairly right wing political commentary blog. And the first line says Michigan residents woke up Wednesday in a different state. So we had three women win progressive women win the three highest office in the state, governor, secretary of state, and attorney general. That's never happened in our state's history, and I'm pretty sure it has not happened in any state history that the three high offices, highest offices were held by women at the same time. We also had three very just groundbreaking uh, statewide props that all won by 15 to 24%. One was full recreational marijuana. That just passed by, Which I believe, 16%. Awesome. Yeah, uh, the first state in the Midwest to do that. Prop two was to end gerrymandering by having an independent commission decide the districting. That one, uh, that was the big one, one by 24%. And uh, prop three was to basically create, like add all these things that make to make voting registration and everything about it easier, like automatic voting registration, where you don't even have to do it. You, can, you have to opt out if you don't want to be registered when you go to sign up for a driver's license, right? Which is how it fucking should be everywhere. Right, that's, it's right. insane and that that's, it's not... Right. And that's being that's being added to our state constitution. Right. So that's not just that's not fucking around. Right. So, you know, and just also uh, uh, Khalid uh, uh, Talib and a, a ton of I think the, the state the house here house, picked yeah. up a ton of um, uh, of uh, Democrats, too. Uh, overall, the governors, I think Democrats gained seven governors uh, this time around because they were doing really bad in the governor department yeah. for a while there. I don't so. want to get too far off. 
from the house stuff because we're wrapping that up. Yeah, yeah we'll fine. talk about that's government. I just I wanted to um, kind of just throw out that yeah. my <laughs> my perception of things here is very different based on uh, some of those races that were right here. You know, who who knew that uh, when a Republican governor uh, intentionally poisons his own citizens for profit that uh, you know there might be some backlash in the next election? It's weird. <clears throat> Read how that works out. Um, yeah, so uh, the, you know, the House was a mixed bag. Uh, the Senate uh, was really not good, though, for the Democrats or for any of any progressive candidates. Not that there were really too many up for uh, election in the Senate. Um, basically, yeah, some some of the real pipe dream uh, blue wave uh, projections had the Democrats actually taking the Senate, which uh, I never saw from just from looking at the races because. They were at a massive disadvantage from the start because, you know, most of the seats that were up were blue seats um, and the seats that were red seats were not winnable with the candidates that were running. They were winnable for sure. And I'm going to explain mm-hmm. how the Democrats fucked up royally, but uh, not with the candidates that were running. So right now it's looking like the Republicans are going to end up with 53 seats in the Senate. So they're uh, on their way to a supermajority in the Senate a.k.a. the chamber that confirms all of the highest uh, cabinet appointments in the land. So, you know, that's good. Not like they um, were putting a, the brakes on any of those people before, but, yeah. Yeah, but now they'll have no... They, they, yeah, they, now they won't even have... Uh, we, they won't even have to pretend to fight. It's just going to be a, a foregone conclusion that every everyone put up in that chamber is going to pass. So, um, yeah, but, you know, hey... Chuck Schumer uh, let all the Democrats in the Senate go home to campaign in exchange for confirming uh, a dozen of Trump's lifetime judge appointments. So, you know, great strategy, Chuck. Really fucking worked out well for you. It's called a win-win where I'm from. Yeah, Yeah, no, it is a win-win to him. That's true. So, yeah, yeah, the Republicans picked up uh, seats that uh, they shouldn't have picked up. So Republicans picked up uh, Indiana, uh, where Joe Donnelly just ran an absolutely atrocious fucking disgusting campaign where he talked yeah, about fuck how horrible the democrats are <laughs> and you know all these crazy leftists want to abolish ice and they want to uh, give you socialized medicine not not on my watch like he, he yeah he literally said medicare for all not on my watch i mean that's and, and people said well that's terrible it's like well that's actually literally what hillary just said two years ago so yeah no it is good it, company he just said it in a, in a more uh more abrupt way but you know what like dude what are you doing like okay yeah so i re- i agree with republicans they're awesome so then why wouldn't anyone watching that ad just go vote for a republican why would they vote for you you're a fucking idiot. These people are so. And they don't understand that. I've I've had this conversation with my Stupid. mother, who's a very centrist. She's like, "Well, if the people around you are more conservative, then they should run and appeal to those people." And I just every fucking time want to so pull my wrong. hair out. It's like those people know the difference. They know the difference between a pandering Democrat trying to look right wing and an actual racist, you know, Nazi saluting, <laughs> you know, re- Confederate flag waving. Um, Yosemite Sam. They could tell the difference, and they're going to go for the most right-wing, the real deal, right? So if you really want to win, and you want to be a Democrat, run to your own base. Don't tell people that you're not going to give them universal health care when your base wants that by a 70% margin. Yeah, it's just so counter... I I mean, this. if one positive thing came out of the Senate results, we can finally put 
to fucking bed this whole notion of uh in red states you when you run as a democrat you have to run as a right-wing democrat because it's just bullshit you just fucking lose no but when when you give them a choice of a republican and a republican they're going to choose the actual republican every single time when you give them an actual choice like richard ojeda did ojeda did in um in west virginia uh, west virginia yeah so i was blanking um you know he didn't win but he closed a Trump plus 47 district to within nine points, I think, uh, mm-hmm. which is a fucking hell of an accomplishment. Um, and, uh, you know, I just uh, so. OK, so Joe Donnelly I'm sure he's, lost. I'm sure he's given up, though. Ojeda is probably not going to run again anywhere. I'm, you know, you know, yeah. You think, no, you think? Yeah. So, you know, Ojeda had a uh, and I meant to play it while we were talking about the house races, but I'll play it now. He, he had a uh, concession speech. Uh, but you'd be fooled and uh, you'd be fooled into thinking that it was a concession speech, uh, given how crazy inspiring it was. So I'm going to play that for you guys, and we will uh, we'll chat about it a little bit. And finally, to the president of the United States, Carol Miller. No, <laughs> I did not lose this race because of Carol Miller. Tonight, the people of West Virginia have elected a hide and seek representative in Carol Miller because of you, Mr. Trump. Because of you, the people in Southern West Virginia will have another voiceless representative that supports legislation that hurts our working class citizens while reaping benefits from big pharma. Make no mistake about it. This election might be over, but I'm not done fighting. I learned how to fight from my uncles who worked as United Mine Workers of America coal miners, from our West Virginia teachers, and from some of the best men I served under in combat. I'm not done fighting for working families who voted for a president that would stand up for them and instead got a president surrounded by Wall Street millionaires and socialites. I'm not done fighting for people with pre-existing conditions and their ability to have affordable health care protected. I'm not done fighting for our unions, their right to collectively bargain, and their ability to stand together united. I'm not done fighting with Big Pharma and other interests who buy our politicians and convince them to look the other way. I'm not done fighting for this country. Never walk past something that you know is wrong and fail to make comment, for if you do, you have accepted a new lower standard. On several occasions, you came here to speak for Carol Miller. You called me a stone-cold crazy wacko, and then you mispronounced the way I say my name. Oh, but damn. make no mistake about it. I did too. You're going kill me. to know I'm my terrified. name. I'm Richard Ojeda. I am Richard Ojeda. I am Richard Ojeda, and I'm not done fighting. And neither are we. Neither are we. Well, yeah, in so fairness, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez also mispronounced it, but I think that's kind of like, that's just, 
you, you just that's the way you think of that. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, very I'm much genuinely on fire. scared. I'm gonna look under my bed tonight before I uh, go to sleep. Fucking Ojeda oh, might be no. today. <laughs> well, how dare if, you? If you can see the video, like normally people give a, their speech, people are like right up to the podium, like all around. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you look, they're all kind of like they're all back a little bit, like they're not sure if he's gonna that. that's funny, pick though. the podium up and just smash it into the crowd. Like, just, God <laughs> damn it! Ah! You know, they're all they're all hanging back just a little. That's a fucking session speech that i just love i love the strength of not being like well yeah you know i really want to congratulate my but he's like no my opponent's a corrupt piece of shit and it's unfortunate she got elected and you know it sucks and i'm not gonna fucking give up fighting for these things because she's not gonna fight for these things that's yeah. how you fu- that's what you yeah. fucking do don't don't try to fucking play patty cakes well, with them when you lose which everyone does and i hate it every time Exactly. And, and I grew up with the idea that once you lose, you're supposed to, like, a concession speech, you're supposed to, like, admit you failed. And then you say, well, I'm going to keep fighting. And then you just actually quietly drift away. I mean, I don't know if you remember after John Kerry lost to George Bush, he said Pathetic. the same thing. And then he just, like, it, like a vapor into the, into the <laughs> mist just disappeared. We never heard from him ever again. And I, which I was fine with. But, um, you yeah. know, now it's sort of expected that you're really going to be out there and be holding rallies when even when there's not an election going on, um, you know, the, the way that Bernie did. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely fiery. I've heard a, I've heard a few good concession speeches where it was like i don't think they wrote a different speech they just told the same speech with a slightly different <laughs> right, twist yeah. on it you know and Cynthia nixon's was great too oh hers was one of my favorite uh, of recent memory too but i don't know if you noticed that since we started um uh, the way that we've been sort of having fun with how he says carol miller that jank <laughs> from tyt started doing that so it's, it's contagious I, 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 it's i it's contagious but i also think that maybe maybe jake unger we have do we have a listener listens to our <laughs> podcast <laughs> listener in uh yeah los angeles california so um yeah so I, you know and i really hope he runs for another office i really he fucking would i think he would kill joe manchin in a democratic primary i think he should absolutely run against him in six years mm-hmm. uh when, when when mansion's up again which is so depressing that's gonna be six fucking years from now Ugh. um yeah, I know, but but totally fucking. I think he would obliterate him in a primary. So. Is that his, is that the same state, West Virginia? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and and that's statewide, so he wouldn't have to worry about district politics. He could, mm-hmm. you know, West Virginia is a little bit bluer statewide than it is in that very red district. So, right, um, right. Well, and if you remember from Fahrenheit eleven nine, they Michael Moore points out that uh, every district went for Bernie. In West Virginia, every single all fifty-five one. counties or all fifty-five districts in West Virginia went for Bernie. So this notion again, and I and again, I'm going to talk about a couple other reasons why this is needs to be put to bed forever. This notion that to win in a red state you need to run as Republican light is fucking bullshit. Because what happens is that they pick the more right-wing candidate. You don't turn your Democratic base out because you're spinning in their face. So why the fuck would they do anything for you? Uh, you know, in terms of. Uh, there, there's a bit, and I'm going to talk about it when we talk about Gillum too. But th- there's a, it, you're not going to lose people who are going to vote anyway. People who vote anyway are not going to necessarily go to the polls and just not vote for anybody in that race. They're going to vote for you begrudgingly if you're a Joe Donnelly. What they're not going to do is go out and canvas for you. What they're not going to do is tell a bunch of their friends that they have to vote because they have a real choice in the ballot. Mm-hmm. They're not going to phone bank for you. They're not going to do any of that shit. When you actually run a progressive campaign that inspires people, they're going to get out there and do the extra legwork that gets you 
you know, 10 times as many votes as it would if you just... Uh, and, and that is what is so hard to explain to somebody that's never worked on a campaign and doesn't know what enthusiasm means, and they don't know what having a volunteer army means. When Bernie came to Lansing and there was 12,000 people uh, packed into the Breslin Center the day after 14 inches of snow, uh, that's wow. when I knew that I knew it was like, it wasn't just me. This was, you know, majority was students, obviously, but those are people who probably all did vote for Hillary Clinton, but did not phone bank for her, didn't go knock on doors for her. They wouldn't trudge through snow to go fucking see her talk. Exactly. And and I'll say this to people who were like, well, I was like, 12,000 people came to see Bernie and Lansing uh, in February, and Hillary couldn't even get 3,000 in Detroit the week of the election, right, of the actual general election. And I'm like, just imagine, you know, what could have been done with 12,000 volunteers. And people who supported Hillary were like, I don't know, what? It's like, geez, do you not fucking know how you actually win votes? It's you <sighs> no, know, they, and they, don't. they just don't, they don't. understand the difference delusional. between having twelve thousand votes versus having twelve thousand votes plus you know multiply that by how many dozens or possibly hundreds of hours of of labor those people would have given for free. You can't yep. buy that. You cannot buy that kind of support. No, can't. So um, you know, in addition to Donnelly, uh, Heidi Heidkamp. Uh, in Missouri, lost, uh, of course, because she's fucking awful. Nobody, she, she literally the week before the election was going on MSNBC or uh, on NBC News talking about the crazy left and how she's not like the rest of these loony leftists and she's not trying to abolish launch. She using right wing talking points. So, gee, yeah. I fucking wonder why the left didn't show up to vote for you, you fucking stupid moron. Like, well, well that was yeah. The, why don't you piss the, in the face of your constituency? Yeah. That's a great way to win an election. That, I mean, part of that was also disenfranchising uh, tens of thousands of Native American voters by saying if they didn't have a home address, they couldn't vote, which is insane because if you know yeah. anything about well, reservation was, was life, as you... Dakota, but yeah. What's that? Well, that was, I think that was North Dakota, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. M- no, McCaskill's the Missouri one. High oh. Camp also lost in North Dakota, and that's where, yeah, they dis- gotcha. as you said, they disenfranchised... Gotcha. Uh, Native American voters because they passed some bullshit. The Republicans passed some bullshit law about voter ID where it was like all of a sudden you needed to have an actual address, which was never the case. Which nobody has on a reservation, right? Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's like, like, there's so many shitty corporate Democrats. I can't. Yeah, it's so hard to keep apart. them. Yeah. They're identical, Heidi Heidkamp and Claire McCaskill, because Heidi Heidkamp also ran on a bullshit. They look like twins. I've seen pictures where I yeah. couldn't tell which one was which. Um, and again, it's like. And she, you know, ran as a Republican light in North Dakota uh, and fucking lost. Uh, Claire McCaskill entertained the notion of voting yes on Kavanaugh. She had to be, like, talked out of voting yes on Kavanaugh, like, after the hearings. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Well, what the you know, fuck? And, and a lot of people said she lost because of that. You know, so I, I, I certainly, <laughs> yeah. I so. I, just imagine thinking that like voting for him is a liability, you know, and then you hear it from people on the right and they generally are like, you know, they think that that was the line in the sand to attack that poor man and ruin his <laughs> life where he had to be sad for 10 minutes Good before getting man. appointed to a lifetime appointment on the highest court in the country. Yes, his life was ruined. That poor yeah, victim. He was slightly inconvenienced for a week. My fucking... Oh. Yeah, fucking, you know, world's smallest filing. Give me a fucking break. 
Uh, we can, I'll, I'll never forget Lindsey Graham. This is the biggest travesty of justice I've ever seen in my 40 years in politics, and oh I can't God. understand. Ugh. I don't want to really live that one, honestly. I don't want to think about that, either one of those motherfuckers no, for a long, long time. But it's it's just horrendous. So, yeah, <clears throat> Heidi Heitkamp lost. Uh, Claire McCaskill lost. Um, Beto O'Rourke lost in Texas, very barely. Uh, he he, you know, he actually made up a lot of ground. <laughs> you, gotta, and... you gotta you gotta be pretty bad to be even more of a beta than Ted Cruz. <laughs> I, I, I just can't help but think, and he lost, I think, by like four points, some real small, slim margin in Texas. And, you know, people talk about all the time demographics switching. And actually, Texas is a place where demographic uh, demographics are switching. And it is actually starting to turn blue, uh, you know, because it's such a big fucking state. And, uh, you know, any state that has that many uh, immigrants in it and ha- that many young people is right. eventually going to start right. to turn. Um, but I can't help but think if he was a little less milk toast and a little bit more strong you know, to get that independent voter who doesn't want a fucking beta, as you were saying, uh, he would have won because he came really close. And I really think he fucking, you know, missed the dunk on that race because his his debates were awful. Like, yeah, I, well, I he fu- gave he good speeches, but he couldn't he couldn't, couldn't hold it together under even the mildest, you know, t- like he, he wouldn't defend Medicare for all when Ted Cruz was hammering him on it. It's like no, well, you won't he, if you won't even it. fight back, you look like a fucking pussy, you know? Yeah. Like, sorry. Yeah. And then all he loses what should have been a slam dunk, and people immediately hop on Twitter and go, Well, the good news is now we can have Beto run for president in twenty twenty. It's like, God oh, damn no. it, do you not God, fucking you see fucking a loser when learn. it's right in front it of you? Never learn. They're because yeah. they're born they're fucking paid to lose. They're paid losers. So Beto, uh I, I, yeah, I just can't. I mean if there's one fucking state in the union where you don't need to be a fucking weak candidate, it's Texas. If there's one state in the union no. where, where strength it, would be appreciated, it's fucking they Texas. They will eat you alive there. It's like a pack of dogs. As soon as they smell fear, they're like, nope, not doing it. Like, if you if you had Ojeda run down there for Senate in oh, Texas, God. they would have loved him. <laughs> you would have ripped fucking Ted Cruz's head yeah. off in those debates. It would have been you amazing. Gotta be, you know, look at the look at Ann Richards. Like, that's the that's if that woman won the state of Texas, then Ojeda would win in a landslide. Yeah, she didn't take state. any fucking bullshit. Like, that's what you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, essentially what happened and and you know in florida uh bill mitchell who inspired fucking nobody uh is in almost a dead heat with rick scott uh one of the worst human beings on the planet fucking poisoned uh all the wildlife down in florida with the you know with with the fucking red tide shit um yeah and he's still neck and neck with bill mitchell because nobody fucking likes bill mitchell he's the least inspiring no. cat you've ever heard of he looks like an and old lesbian yeah <laughs> and that was he a does. uh extremely win- god damn it <laughs> that was a uh extremely winnable seat that they again missed the dunk uh arizona Kristen cinema one of the f- most right-wing democrats in the country is losing arizona by less than a point right now so again uh if if you had held the three seats that democrats currently occupied donnelly mccaskill and man uh, and um hide camp uh that would be 50 50 right uh so uh, considering that the the democrats picked up nevada uh so that that would be 50 50 that would be a dead heat uh then if you won texas arizona or florida 
all races that were within three points of each other, the Democrats could have taken the Senate and they would have had both chambers of Congress and literally no way for Trump to get legislation done. Instead, well, but, what happened... Well, well but yeah, the, the problem is, is if they win, then they're expected to actually do shit. And they can't, or they don't want to. They don't want to ever be the party that's in power because they get hammered for expectations that way. No, of course. And, and But, you know, and look, and they could have taken both fucking houses, and instead what happened is that they are a bunch of fucking weak, paid losers, and they blew a bunch of easy layup elections because they knocked all the progressive candidates out, you know, early, in the early going. And uh, now Trump has... Uh, pretty clear path to nominating any fucking maniac he wants in the Senate and getting it through. Uh, you know, the house is barely a democratic majority, but I'm sure they're going to find their, you know, their 10 villains that they need to, when they need to pass some legislation and it's going to be business as usual. And the den, the Republicans are on their way to a super majority in the fucking Senate. Uh, it's just unbelievable how fucking pathetic that this, the democratic party is that, that they couldn't, with the worst president in the history of the fucking country and the with the the lowest approval rating at this point in his term they couldn't fucking take both chambers i mean they took both chambers in fucking you know 2008 when when obama came into office it's just unreal that they couldn't take these these seats like i I just can't get over how fucking pathetic it is it's weird how having an actual inspiring candidate at the forefront of your party tends to help other people actually win i don't know if they uh didn't learn anything from obama but at least as a candidate he helped the party in that that year um so again you'd think that they would want somebody who inspires people like bernie getting their nomination and being the head of their party but no And I can't seem (laughs) to tell what the difference between Bernie and Obama is, but for some reason, can't quite put a nail on it, but uh, they don't like his popularity versus Obama's. Yeah, gee, maybe it's it's the fact that uh, Obama had no problem taking money from the banks or Wall Street or the pharmaceutical industry or literally anybody that would write him a check, and Bernie's like, yeah, I'm not going to take any of that money. I'm spitballing, but I, you know... I don't know. It's like it's like you're saying that they don't like Bernie because he's a socialist. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Just a crazy theory I have. Um, yeah. So the Senate uh, is a disaster, uh, and, and I kind of kind of predicted that and saw that coming because the board was not friendly to them based on their crop of candidates. The board is extremely friendly uh, for a Democratic takeover, but they fucking blew it uh, by nominating the people they nominated. So hey. What are you going to do? Um, the governor's race is actually was was kind of the lone bright spot for the Democrats uh, where I think actual uh, progress was made uh, for the country. So the Democrats won uh, a lot of states that I didn't expect them to win. They won Maine. Uh, you know, Paul LePage, uh, one of the worst guys in the fucking planet. Uh, I don't know if you remember him. He's that really racist governor from Maine uh he he retired he didn't seek re-election but he's the guy i don't know if you remember he called one of his opponents on the phone and this isn't a racist thing but it's just hilarious um and, and like to because he thought the guy was like too unfair on in his ads against him and he called him a cocksucker on his answering machine and then that <laughs> that, that, that guy played that fucking audio for the news it was really funny um 
but he's he was just a total buffoon in the mold of like a rob ford or donald trump um so glad to see that that state flipped uh to uh janet mills i don't really know much about her but sure she's better than paula page uh Connecticut actually was a nail biter for a while because Bob Stefanowski was leading there. Uh, Ned Lamont looks like edged him out slightly, uh, the Democrat. But Ned Lamont, typical Democrat, uh, weak Democrat, just totally fucking almost blew uh, a slam dunk election in a statewide race in a extremely blue state in Connecticut uh, by being the most milquetoast human being you've ever seen in your entire life. Like his ad, I, and, and you know, I spend about half my week in, in Connecticut and I'll be moving there soon. Uh, his ads were pathetic. I mean, he, he talked about, uh, like he, like he, one of his ads was like, I, well, I'm going to make sure to, uh, protect, uh, the, pre-existing conditions covered under Obamacare. Like he, he literally used like right-wing framing about, calling it Obamacare. He didn't talk about expanding Obamacare even or expanding the Affordable Care Act. He's literally just said protecting the current state of Obamacare, which, you know, fucking dummy. Nobody likes the current state of Obamacare because it's not uh, helping in terms of lowering premiums. It's, you know, obviously it's better than what we have, but to frame it that way, uh, number one, immediately pisses off any moderate republicans that would have voted for you because they're like oh obamacare is fucking horrible why would i vote for this idiot he's gonna preserve the thing preserve the thing i hate and it doesn't do anything to excite your fucking base who knows you're not going to do anything for them on health care in terms of medicare for all so right well the fuck also like pre-existing conditions is the one thing that nobody is trying to attack so it's kind of like saying like oh, i'm gonna make sure well i mean the republicans nobody... are but that's you know i mean they but, don't say that but still it's like we yeah they lie about it but you know that's the strongest part of it you know anyway but 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 so, but it's just so fucking pathetically weak and and inept because it, like i said it 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 it, it dampens excitement on the left and it uh further repulses the right wing so i don't know who that's for that's for a very narrow consultant class that wrote uh that campaign ad and he had a bunch of horrible campaign ads like that where he's like walking really fast at the camera as the camera's kind of tracking you know backwards <laughs> like it, it's just like dude this is not this oh, doesn't make you great. exciting you're, you're not saying anything did exciting you, uh do you see those youtube ads with the guy he's one of the guys from the state um and he was like a fake candidate he's like Hey, I'm here to tell you, don't vote because voting is just, like he just basically just tries yeah, to yeah, say yeah. that. Like the one of my favorite ones is where like he, you know, someone's off from off camera throwing him a football, and he just kind of puts his hands up and totally misses it, and just kind of like <laughs> smiles, like shrugs, like hey, whatever, and then they do another one where it totally just whiffs it. Anyway, yeah, uh, good good campaign ads, but I love any campaign ad that that riffs on all of the. Uh, the still Horrible, awful stereotypes, campaign. you know, because yeah. we've, we've seen this very different style of campaign ad. It's like this, this, um, you know, sort of an anthology level of um, uh, realism. And then you go off to rural districts and you still see those campaign ads that feel like they're something out of Tim and Eric. And you're like, oh, my God, these <laughs> they don't know this is parody like, no, anymore. This, this is for real. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, uh, so he 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 narrowly held on to that seat because that would have been disastrous. Uh, Vermont, unfortunately, did not elect the first uh, transgender uh, governor of of uh, a state. Uh, Christine Hallquist was running there, and she's actually uh, very progressive. She supported Medicare for all, but somehow in a state that Bernie Sanders wins, you know, by like seventy percent, uh, they also elected a Republican as governor. But yeah. I guess you know. You know, but we talked about, you know, Bernie has wide appeal because he actually speaks to real issues. And that's right. 
a, right. a roadmap for winning in red states. So, uh, Michigan, uh, you know, that seat got flipped back blue. Uh, obviously, Gret- Gretchen Whitmer won uh, mm-hmm. there. Uh, right. Great. The and the other two women I know I've mentioned it before. One is Josh uh, Jocelyn Benson, who's Secretary of State now, who ran a lot of ads about just making the wait time for DMV shorter. Which you kind of think like, is that really that big of a deal? But oh, yeah. the last time I was at the DMV, I was there for four hours. It's right? the most miserable and, experience of your life. And it's not it's not that just that sucks, right? But the people that you see at the DMV are not wealthy people. They're the poorest of the poor. They're the people that are most likely to have problems with documents, the most likely to have to need multiple documents because they don't have good credit for whatever reason. Um, they're the most likely to have you know their situation constantly changing. They're, they're moving more often, so they have to update things more. So, you know, for, for helping those people, um, I can see how that would be a big deal in and of itself. But the big thing she's running on also was government transparency. Michigan is ranked... Uh, the 50th were the worst in government transparency and accountability. Um, so that was a big thing. So she was definitely progressive in that arena. Uh, and then also Dana Nessel, who was running for state attorney general, who had just a massive amount of support from everywhere from uh, environmental groups to a few police unions to the Sierra Club uh, to um, – a bunch anyway Very she had a separate group support. of yeah. endorsements well yeah. and she was going to said on day one she was going to sue Enbridge the oil company uh, to shut down this aging oil pipeline that actually runs under the Great Lakes so it, just, it shouldn't even be there she's like well I'm going to sue on day one I was like holy shit she's actually you don't see a lot of attorney generals that have an agenda like that right uh, she was of course one of the uh, premier litigators that won marriage equality for all in 2014 mm-hmm. so that was huge yeah. um She's also has said that she would stop prosecuting medical or uh, prosecuting marijuana arrests, which, you know, then, of course, the prop one passes here and turns out that'll which be a moot issue. issue. You don't have right. to worry about it. Which is great. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, but also she says she's going to overturn priors for for pot possession. Right. And actually, Gretchen Whitmer said that she would very much like to uh, vacate. Uh, and expunge any of those people in jail ex- mm-hmm. uh, in the records. Probably and then part be, of the state uh, house has to pass that first. Right. She did say, well, like, actually, the, the, the legislature is where that should be done um, so yeah. that we make sure that it's it's legit, you know? Uh, but, yeah, Dana Ness also said she wants to pursue criminal uh, criminal investigation into Rick Snyder, the governor that got uh, kids in Flint poisoned and uh, dead. And killed. Got, right. got news for you. Any jury worth its salt uh, would absolutely convict him and send him to jail because he very provably, knowingly uh, poisoned his residents uh, mm-hmm. so he can get some campaign contributions from yeah. this fucking horrible company. Well, and, and there already are criminal cases going on right now. There already are criminal charges for people in government over Flint. I mean, yeah. it was it was gross. Neg- it wasn't just negligence. It was deliberate. There was a cover yeah. up. No, right? it, was, it was malicious for sure. Uh, and yeah, so hopefully uh, he spends the rest of his life in a jail cell, but he's rich in this country and nobody that's rich in this country will ever go to jail. So, you know, fingers yeah. crossed, but who knows? Um, also, surprisingly, Scott Walker uh, lost his seat in Wisconsin, uh, which I don't think anyone was really fully expecting. So that that was an interesting uh, uh, defeat there. Uh, Tony Evers narrowly edged him out uh, by about a point or so. Um, and Illinois also uh, narrowly, uh, actually not even, not even that narrowly. Uh, J.B. Pritzker won in Illinois, so really interesting uh, results 
in in the Midwest, but I I just find it so funny that Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania now all flip back blue in the election cycle directly after Hillary Clinton <laughs> fucking lost all three of them. So it's like, again, yeah, yeah. we fucking keep telling you that people like Hillary Clinton are a fucking cancer to the Democratic Party. And it's so clear that these states want to stay blue states. They understand that labor has their best interests in mind and that they want they want candidates who are actually going to fight for their rights as laborers, fight for their rights as citizens but when you present them with a fucking god-awful choice like hillary clinton they're not going to show up to vote so you know clearly these states are not turning into red states they're fucking just not you just need to give them an option and they'll fucking vote for you you need to give them an option of somebody who actually gives them something to support and and if we fucking give them the same bullshit all over again in 2020 donald trump's gonna win Donald Trump is absolutely going to win in 2020 unless Bernie Sanders wins the nomination. I'm going to money on the table. Bernie Sanders wins the nomination. He wins the presidency. Anyone hey, else wins the tell nomination. You what, let's, let's put $15 down on the table right now. <laughs> what about 20? We, we should do 27 in honor of Bernie 27? Sanders. 27? Uh, all right. Full steep, but I'll you know. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Hillary Clinton being a curse, do you think there was anyone that she uh, gave the kiss of death to who was running See, for governor? It's funny you should mention that uh, because obviously one the biggest, uh, I would argue, the most high profile race uh, of all the governor's races this go around was the governor's race in Florida, where Andrew Gillum uh, was running against comically racist uh, Ron DeSantis. And uh you know, Ron DeSantis famously said that uh, we better make sure we don't monkey things up in Florida once Andrew Gillum won his nomination. Totally not racist. Um, and, you know, all the polls leading up to the election had Gill- Gillum leading comfortably. He was up 10 at some point. He was up, I believe he was up seven on like a day before the election poll. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Gillum is the most egregious example of missing the dunk in maybe the history of the Democratic Party, because he was up uh, pretty comfortably on a wildly racist, uh, horrible candidate in Ron DeSantis, somebody who just absolutely looked like a pathetic loser well, in every debate that they and had. You, absolutely, and Gillum was crushing him in the debates. We talked oh, about he this. Hammered he was him. just he was he was he was killing him. And then, you know, but again, people pointed out really quick that he ran, he won the primary on supporting Medicare for all. Bertie came down and supported him. And then all of a sudden something changed and we see pictures or, or Snapchat videos of uh, Andrew Gillum hanging out, with, hanging out with Cory Booker. And it was like, ugh, what are you doing? So, And then Bernie just... kind of stopped being so supportive. And then all of a sudden you have Hillary Clinton come down for Gillum and all of a sudden he's not at all talking about Medicare for all. He's talking about access to affordable health care. It, it was so, so it, it turned on a dime when he won yeah. the fucking primary. He was a total opportunist, never really cared about those things. So it's so funny because Andrew Gillum uh, was nowhere even near the top of the polls. I think he was in fourth place in polling during the primaries. And what happened was Bernie looked at him uh, and said, like, hey, this is the only guy even talking about these progressive issues in this race. I'll support him because I want to see a progressive in that seat because Florida is a really important state. And I'd love to see a progressive in that seat. So he went down there and campaigned for him. Gillum fucking surged in the polls and won the primary out of nowhere. He was literally pulling in fourth in almost all of the primary uh, 
pre-election polls and he won the fucking primary because Bern- i think largely because bernie came down and supported him yeah. immediately after winning the primary he started changing his rhetoric on medicare for all he started talking about access to affordable health care just total 180 he was doing like you say he was doing campaign yeah, videos stabbed with a knife Booker. in bernie's back it's like how, who do you think got you to this point you know like you and, this happened you know, all the famous time too or maybe not famously because nobody really knew who he was before this but he supported hillary during the primaries in 2016 and a lot of people did that and then have have kind of seen the, the error of their ways in terms of strategy like you know cynthia nixon supported hillary in 2016 but then she was like hey this is not you know the way to be uh, this I, and I actually agree more with Bernie Sanders in terms of the policies he supports, and that's the way I'd run an election. And then they, you know, switch. So I think people were hoping that he was more of a Cynthia Nixon and that he supported Hillary because he knew how vindictive the Clintons are, but he really was a progressive. But turns out uh, he probably was really just a centrist that saw the golden opportunity to vault himself into that seat. Sure, yeah, you and, could just conform to whoever was there, you know. And and to me, it's like. I'm not bad to see him lose because of that. You know, if he's that pliable and doesn't really stand for anything, like better to be disappointed now than have a long-term disappointment of watching yeah. him always not be, you know, just like veer towards the right on everything. So, and I want to, you know, and, and I, so he surged in the polls when Bernie supported him. And then immediately after he pivoted uh, and on top of that, he started campaigning with Hillary Clinton, who is, uh, sitting at about 37% approval rating last time they polled a couple months ago. Uh, wildly unpopular. Lost the state of Florida to Donald fucking Trump. Uh, but that's the person you really want to go and campaign for. Uh, campaign with in a state where you're barely holding on to a lead. Then he went and campaigned with Michael Bloomberg, uh, you know, former registered Republican who instituted the racist ass stop and frisk policy. That's, that's going to really uh, encourage all the black voters who supported you in the primary. Then he campaigned with Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who provably cheated Bernie Sanders out of the Democratic nomination in 2016. So again, he pissed in the face of every progressive that supported him. And it's the same principle of, sure, I'm sure they all went out and voted for him, the ones that were going to vote anyway. I guarantee you they stopped volunteering for him. They stopped door knocking for him. They stopped canvassing for, you know, they stopped phone banking for him. Because why would I fucking do anything to help a guy that just spit in our fucking face after yeah. we supported him? There's no fucking reason. And well, that's exactly it, why he lost. He lost by one point. Yeah, that's why he fucking that's, lost. They, they, that's that, enough that, to that's quantify it. Absolutely. absolutely quantifiable. And we know people that worked on that campaign. And we saw them, you know, kind of give up some of their Struggling. Uh, uh, morality to, to rationalize why he was still a good candidate. I thought he was going to be good for Florida, maybe, you know, as bad sure. as things are like, he can't do much worse, but I still wanted him to win. I mean, but you know, yeah. I, I, he fucking, he blew it. Himself. He blew, it's, it's a hundred percent his fault. Like it, it's Hillary's fault, obviously, because she's an egomaniac and somehow thinks that she's popular because she surrounds herself with sycophants. But it's totally his fault for not stepping in and saying, no, 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 no. I please just don't come here. I don't, yeah, I, I appreciate your, this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it's pathetic and it's it's endemic of the Democratic uh, Party's weakness uh, when it comes to standing up to the Clintons and standing up to the uh, morons that run this party. <laughs> and, you know, it, it and because of that, uh, I'm very worried about 2020 because Florida is always a battleground state. Often it's a state that it comes down to. And when you have a lunatic like Ron DeSantis sitting in that seat, 
I have no doubt that he's going to do everything within his power to cheat uh, the Democrat out of that seat. And we sure, and- sure. Well, okay. So you you sort of look at Florida as a bellwether state to some degree. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like Michigan is a much more accurate bellwether. I feel like Florida is just way too racist I, to be an accurate indicator you know, of the whole country. But but here here's the thing that also yeah. happened yesterday. They passed Prop Four, which granted the rights of 1.4 million ex felons the right to be able to vote now in Florida. Yeah. And Florida, by far, has the largest population of black men. 40% of black men in Florida could not vote because they have been felons. That's unreal. 40%. Unfucking believable. And I, the first time I wrote an essay about uh, ex cons not being able to vote in Florida and like 11 other states who were all in the South, I was, uh, I was in community college. I was 19 at the time. So, like, this has been a big thing for me for a long fucking time, this this how just unconstitutional it is that so many people cannot vote after they've already served their time in prison and have had every, all the rest of the rights to, restored, right? So you, you can't tell me that Andrew Gillum would have lost if 1.4 million ex-cons could have voted, uh, you know, and 40% of uh, more black men could have voted for Andrew yeah. Gillum, right? So it's... it's- Next really time. interesting that that Next measure passed. <laughs> it's really interesting that that measure passed, though, uh, which largely uh, enfranchises uh, black voters in Florida. Yet, right, Gillum still slightly lost, well, which really shows you, you how unenthusiastic people were about yeah, voting for him. Yeah, it's you see how much money uh, corporations will put into stopping a statewide ballot measure, but just to get it, you've got to get hundreds of thousands of signatures to get that on a ballot. And by the time you've done that, you've already done so much grassroots work and outreach that no amount of money is going to stop that. So you see, even though you have a lot of racists who can shut down a candidate's campaign or, you know, or negative ads, like it's really hard to stop the momentum of a statewide ballot like that. And when the people have the, you know, a a ballot like that in their hands and they're working towards direct, direct democracy, um, you see that again, even in these Southern red States, that it, the policies veer towards a progressive mindset. Yeah, no, for sure. And, um, you know, but of course, even though that race was, you know, razor thin, uh, Gillum conceded immediately. It, it, it's he's losing by less than 0.6% of the vote. I would absolutely Jesus. ask for a fucking recount in that race. Yeah, I mean, like, like Stacey Abrams is how, doing right now. Yeah. yeah. So one person who's not a fucking coward and actually stands up to the bullshit cheating that the Republicans do is Stacey Abrams in Georgia. Uh, so Brian Kemp, uh, the current secretary of state of Georgia, uh, was the candidate for governor of Georgia, which means he was running the election in the state that he was running for governor in, uh, which, you know. Some may say it's a conflict of interest, but I don't think so. Uh, but no. So what he was doing, of course, I'm sure people saw in the news, was everything he possibly could do to disenfranchise black voters. He <clears throat> went crazy with fucking cross-check. He instituted this thing called interstate cross-check, which just wholesale stripped people from the voter rolls if they share a name. Uh, and that's been proven to be racist because uh, statistically... Uh, minorities have uh, more common names than white people do in terms of like there are a lot more you know uh, Mike Joneses than there are uh, fucking you know Tom Dashels like you know there there tends to be more uh, overlap in minority communities uh, statistically with names than there are in white communities so people know that when you 
go through and purge voting rolls based on purely like, oh, well, there's two Mike Jones in this neighborhood. They must be the same one. I want to make sure we strip one. Uh, you're going to disenfranchise black voters. So there was that. They closed a bunch of polling places uh, and moved them. You know, one of them, they moved a mile outside of the nearest bus stop in town for one of the blackest communities in Georgia. Uh, and, you know, one of the uh, most elderly black communities in Georgia. So that's the, I'm sure that that was totally, you know, a coincidence, though. Mm-hmm. Um, they shipped voting machines to polling places in Georgia without power cords. Uh, so they ran on their batteries and then they died uh, because they didn't have their power adapter cords, which I'm sure was totally a, a coincidence and an accident. Not at all intentional, you know, electioneering. <laughs> by the by the fucking secretary of state uh but despite all that stacy abrams got 48.7 and brian kemp only has 50.3 percent of the vote so stacy abrams is like no uh you're a fucking cheater i want to recount i want to run off because if you don't get 50 more than 50 percent of the vote in georgia you're automatically you trigger a runoff so she's thinking that if she can find uh you know another 50,000 votes in the provisional ballots, none of which were counted, of course, because that's a total lie that they ever count those. Um, she could either overtake him or at least cut into his lead enough that they'll have to do a runoff. I think you uh, were, she's you absolutely right. Meant uh, absentee ballots or provisional well, ballots both, also. Both. So absentee both, ballots, yeah. uh, you know, are mailed in, you know, when you can't make it. And those are almost never counted. It's a total fucking lie. Greg Palace right. says never take those. Uh, and also provisional ballots, which they give you if there's a problem, like your voting machine dies because they didn't ship power adapter cords. And they say, oh, it's okay. Right. Fill out a provisional right. ballot. And uh, those It'll are almost fine. never fine. You won't go to jail. <laughs> they, they literally, somebody, people were saying they're throwing those into these red garbage bags that look like, you know, like, like hazmat bags, uh, which I'm sure totally uh, is on the up and up. And I'm sure those totally didn't go out with the trash, you know, immediately. Like, it's it's fucking it's it's so why is the UN not sending election observers to the United States? We are just a fucking banana republic that get, and we and these governors get away with fucking murder uh you know literally in the case of Dan Snyder but th- these governors get away with murder and nothing gets done there's no consequences. He's probably going to go on to win that race. Like he that you know I, she's she's a great strong fighter but I have no fucking faith in 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 uh, any court in this country holding up uh, an election. I just it, yeah, it's I mean, and again, this has been said a few times, but it's like in order for progressive Democrats to win, it's like they have to win by huge margins to overcome yeah, all the totally shenanigans. Unfair. Yeah, um, which you know, again, the when I was I was watch I was <laughs> obsessively refreshing all the uh, michigan mm. updates and um even like Stabnow was down for this for you know the whole night up until she got up to about 60 percent of the votes counted where it looked like she was gonna get unseated by this lunatic with the apache helicopter as his logo and i was like oh my god even she's not fucking safe like so yeah, uh, yeah it, it's like you know and she's by no means progressive on almost anything but still um it's it's unfair, but again, that's why it makes sense to want to get somebody with a huge amount of public support and have all those volunteers, you know. And, but it's like they again, they just they don't care about winning 
because they don't care about public policy that benefits yeah. people. They just don't care about those things. They would be begging Bernie to run if that was the case. No, they just they don't. They care about keeping the money train flowing, which we've said, you know, over and over again. That's really their their mission number one. And, you know, if they win, that's nice for them. They think or sometimes they think and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they'd rather lose because it's easier to fundraise when you're running against a uh, monster than it is to fundraise when you're trying to hold on to a seat that you've done nothing to earn. So, you know, I, I think that they're not totally opposed to losing at all. Um, so, you know, governors, governors, actually, the Democrats picked up a lot of seats, though. They picked up uh, Kansas, which nobody was really expecting them to win. Uh, and and Coulter hates Kansas now. <laughs> Can, she tweeted out, Kansas is dead to me. Yeah. Oh, did oh. you see the responses? No, I didn't really look. Oh, it was all like, you're just mad because that tornado in Kansas dropped a house on your sister. <laughs> like multiple people tweeted versions of that. It was That's great. a good joke. That's yeah. 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 No, I wish I had gotten to that one first. That's a good one. Um, yeah. New Mexico, which I didn't uh, expect them to pick up, but I guess, you know, things are, things are happening there. Uh, and Nevada. So Democrats actually picked up a lot of governorships, uh, which you know was w- is good because governor uh, is a really important seat. Uh, unfortunately, well, I mean, not unfortunately because I didn't like the guy he was running against, but uh, obviously Andrew Cuomo was reelected uh, resoundingly in New York. Hey, uh, yeah, hey, you fucking uh, yeah, don't get too cocky over there, all you progressives with your. Uh, yeah, socialism and all you shit. So yeah, Andrew. Hey, I walked down in the subway one time. I'm a man of the people. <laughs> um, Andrew Cuomo uh, is awful, and I was secretly hoping he would lose so that we could just e- more easily replace him uh, into in you know in yeah. the next election cycle. But uh, you know, he he won I think by like twenty percent or some crazy number like that. I voted for Howie Hawkins. I was not going to give my vote to. A corrupt piece of shit like Andrew who was he running for? Uh, Howie Hawkins was uh, green, the green no, governor good. candidate. Good, good. Um, and there were a couple interesting candidates in New York, but he was I I, I liked him. Yeah, he actually had some good shit, and he got about two percent of the vote. So, you know, again, I got people really need to get over this notion that New York is a blue state. New York is one of the most conservative blue states in the country. They mm-hmm. almost always go for the shitbag right wing Democrat over the progressive. I mean, people like Michael Bloomberg uh, won, you know, won the mayor uh, mayor's office in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Rudy Giuliani, uh, just uh, you know, this cartoonishly right wing uh, ghoul uh, was the mayor of New York. Famously, I mean, we've had Republican right. governors like George Pataki. New York's not a red blue state in 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 a, in a in the way that like California is a blue state or well, I shouldn't even say California. I mean, California has got its own issues, but like Oregon, uh, Oregon or like Washington, like those are actual blue states. Yeah. Like, you know, well, the, the people, yeah. But it's like, I always say about New York, you know, it's like for every uh, art gallery in Soho, there's a nail salon in Staten Island. So it, it tends to yeah. balance out. So, yeah. Um, um, so, but there I was just some came up with that. I don't actually always say that. I just came up with that. <laughs> so you have to say it like Chuck Schumer though. Cause like, you know, for every, uh, Every one working class voter we lose in the city, we'll pick up two in the suburbs, <laughs> yeah. and then you can, re- yeah. 
Great strategy as usual, I, Chuck. I, um, didn't he say that about Michigan though? I, which I yes. just I think is incredible because they're they're like they he are not in... picking up working class conservative voters by any means. That like those people just do not. It's like there are definitely a lot of working class conservative people here. Some are pro union, some are not. Um, but all of them hate the Democratic Party. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and you know, and all of them hate fucking horrible trade deals like NAFTA. And you, when you elect a candidate or when you nominate a candidate whose husband fucking uh, created NAFTA, they're probably not going to be too fucking enthusiastic about voting for her because yeah. they re- they saw their job shipped away and they're not going to vote for somebody who's going to fucking do more of the same. Like it, it's it's this is not rocket science. Yeah, yeah, and, um, and I'll tell you who those people do support. They support Bernie. Yeah, yeah, so they can um, they can be right wing working class, and they all fucking love Bernie. Losing in um, Michigan in the polling by like twenty points, and won Michigan during the primaries. So you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, but New York uh, had a lot of bright spots other than Cuomo. Um, so Terrence Murphy, who is the state senator in my district, nobody expected to lose. Uh, lost fifty one to forty nine. Really got edged out barely. Uh, by Pete ha- Hackerum, Harkerum, uh, who's like a decent Democrat. He's nothing special, but this is really important because between that and a couple other key uh, Democratic flips, obviously Julie Salazar uh, went on to win her election, which is awesome. We have an open socialist in the state Senate in New York. Uh, the Democrats actually took back control of the Senate because, you know, they wiped out the IDC, obviously, and they picked up a couple of seats. So now the Democrats control the House or I'm sorry, the Assembly uh, and the Senate in New York and the governorship. So they have essentially a supermajority. And the New York Health Care Act, which is a, a single-payer bill, uh, has been floating around, been passed by the Assembly, was getting blocked in the House by the IDC, uh, in theory, should pass both chambers. So it's going to get to Cuomo's desk and... He's going to have to, you know, show his true colors to all the Democrats in New York that don't pay attention to how horrible he is and veto it. Or he's going to have to begrudgingly sign it and will be the first state in the country to actually have a single payer health care plan. Right. And well, that'll it, start a chain reaction of other states. Yeah. Hopefully, if it gets it. to his desk, there's going to be too many eyes on it for him to veto it. That would I, just, I, I mean, he, I he, hope. He would, <laughs> but, yeah. dude, I would not put anything past that piece of shit that rat um, fuck <laughs> yeah you rat uh, fucking piece of shit yeah no so he um yeah that'll be interesting i don't, I don't know what's gonna happen there I'm, I'm genuinely curious to see uh if if another corporate democrat tries to torpedo that before it gets to his desk to save his, yeah well uh, that'll that'll be what he'll insist upon is you know you do not let that thing get to my desk i will not um I swear to god if you let that get to my desk i will never yeah no he's a yeah. It'll be a real accident if that got to my desk. <laughs> um, so New York actually, uh, New York had a good had a good election day. Also, uh, you know, was, there are a lot of bright spots there, but um, uh, there were some big uh, pickups in uh, just some random seats. A, a couple attorneys general, uh, obviously, you mentioned Dana Nessel winning. Yeah, uh, Keith Ellison won the uh, attorney general seat in Minnesota, which is good great job. Yeah, uh, Tish James in New York. Uh, who is all right? She's she's like a moderate progressive, a moderately progressive person. She's not. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call her a centrist by any means. She's not as good as she's she's a bit like Gretchen Whitmer. Like 
Obviously, we want Zephyr Teach out because she's right. fucking amazing. Right. Um, but, you know, Tish James will be good. Well, uh, she's the first ever uh, black woman AG in New York, and she's yeah. actually somewhat yeah. progressive. So hopefully we see Well, some I, I, there's been a lot of, in the research I've been doing in the last couple of days, just like there's been sort of this sleeper campaign to elect very progressive women to attorney general offices because not a lot of attention is put on them. And it's like they were like, here's a position with actually a lot of power to shape state policy that could help us long term and help people that nobody's really, you know, right wingers have not got a stranglehold on. We could sweep in here and take a lot of those seats. And, it's a very uh, unsexy and they're, seat, they're, but it's very important. Oh, but the amount of power it's got is huge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why it's like it's not a state you it's not a seat you really even think about largely outside of like, you know, the 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 US Attorney General. Right. Uh Mr. Jefferson Beauregard Sessions, although not anymore. Um, but uh, the, but AGs have a tremendous amount of power in terms of setting criminal justice policy in states. And, uh, yeah, we're starting to see people well, really contest uh, those seats. Trying really cases is people. how you make new laws. You know, it's yeah. not just what do you uphold? Did this, you know, like that? that's the thing is people don't understand the different types of trials. There, There's so many different kinds of trials. And, of course, the tough ones are the ones where you're essentially writing new law and you are, you know, it's completely unprecedented. And those those can go law, on yeah. for, exactly, those cases can go on for years. And then ultimately <clears> you want to get it up to the Supreme Court because you could take a case like the uh, you know that was attacking Michigan's ban on gay marriage, that state case can then go to the Supreme Court and it bam, it's law of the land for the whole country. And Dina Nessel yeah. knows that she's done it before, <laughs> you know, so she knows how to set new uh, progressive precedent. So I cannot wait to see what she does uh, in our state and see where she Very goes excited. from there. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of uh, things to be excited about in 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 the attorney general seats in a lot of these states. So. We'll see what happens there. Also, Emily Sirota won uh, in in Colorado in the state senate. That David Sirota's wife, really good. Uh, Our revolution endorsed. Oh Canada. yeah, yeah. I love that. I follow his stuff on Twitter. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm and you know, there's too many victories to count uh, in terms of the R Rev candidates and the DSA candidates. But if you look at their Twitter feed, they're just a wall of uh, you know, hey, this uh, Our Revolution endorsed candidate wins in this seat. Yeah, uh, a little DSA candidate little... endorsed confetti gif over the, yeah, the yeah, faces yeah, yeah. yeah it's like um so they really had and you know i'm sure people will eventually do some kind of statistical analysis of it but uh they had a good day in a lot of these lower seats and you you know we talk a lot of on the show about uh you know obviously you want to win the senate seat in texas but it might be even better to win you know five uh state senate seats in texas than it is to win the U- one u.s senate seat like it, absolutely we're winning little yeah. victories with actual left-wing candidates because they're flying under the radar of these big national money races yeah yeah well and if once everyone kind of realized what the american legislative exchange council was they were kind of like oh this is our state legislatures have completely been taken over by coca-cola and Walmart and just the worst of the worst. And that was one of the big things to come out of Occupy was yeah. activism trying to shame the fuck out of those corporations into leaving ALEC um, in diminishing their influence and calling out politicians who were basically, they didn't, you know, if you look at a lot of state legislatures, every Republican bill is written by ALEC, you know, like they're not even pretending to not be writing all the legislation at that point. Yeah. But comrade, what do those people in Occupy want? They don't even have a mission statement. They don't even have a leader. <laughs> what do they even want? God. Yeah. Why don't they just exactly. go to work? 
<laughs> well, that's by the way, actually with people almost wanted exclusively was a said by job. fucking Demo- yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, almost exclusively said by idiot Democrats on MSNBC. Oh, I Occupy. remember one time I was in the middle of a march, uh, and this was like 2012, maybe, and we were marching for homeless rights, and uh, it was, you know, we were downtown, but it was, uh, you know, it was on a, a on the weekend. It was on a Sunday. So there wasn't a, weren't a lot of people to see us, right? But it was yeah. kind of like, well, we knew that we'd have free run of the streets because the, you know no one gives a shit if we're marching on a Sunday. Um, and there's some jackass tourist with white socks and khaki shorts, like his socks pulled all the way up, just oh. yelled, get a job. And I looked at him and I was like, I have a job. It's Sunday. <laughs> he just like like didn't know what to say. <laughs> well, you know. get another job that you have to work on Sunday. Like week. literally, yeah. we're marching for homeless rights. Like we're literally marching to help the most people vulnerable, get jobs. poor people in the entire <laughs> like, that's country. Literally, yeah. the, like we want that. Jo- we want the job. That's the fucking point so of this. Do you don't get it? <laughs> like, why Rubs, don't you lazy hippies do something productive? Like working for a change it's like actually this is a march against unemployment we're, we're, we're on the same page here yeah we're, we're doing this on our off time after you know our our back-breaking soul-crushing 40 <laughs> yeah. hour a week jobs well uh, and that's, yeah. that's those those people just they don't they think that they have what they have because they work for it and not because someone else worked to give them that opportunity right and, and so the idea of collective bargaining or solidarity or fighting for a better future for everyone is just important to them even though people did it so they could have what they got, they don't see that work that was done before them. And they also don't realize they're the last generations that uh, reaped the benefits of FDR's wave of, you know, New Deal socialism. I mean, like right. that 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 evaporated in, in in about 1978 for the most part when, you know. So, I mean, really, yeah, we should blame all these selfish boomers on how successful uh, socialism was in the United States. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you know, it, it was largely eroded by Reagan, but it really started in like 78 when they allowed uh, campaign contributions from corporations. And that was the first kind of case of that. And then it just really down went downhill from there. But um, yeah, they, no, they, they benefited from socialism when uh, in 1978, you could work a minimum wage job and completely pay off your college tuition at the same time, uh, which is just laughable now <laughs> to think about uh considering the minimum wage is 725 an hour uh you uh, people you know i'm sure we have a million people in our in our life uh circles who uh didn't go to college yet were able to afford homes were able to uh make lives for themselves and that's just something that doesn't even exist anymore for people with master's degrees and it's no, just no, it's laughable crazy. to think that we live in even the same country that we that they lived in when they were uh, you know, growing up, but they still think that we're a lazy generation, even though obviously we're way more productive and statistically and statistically more educated than their generation was, yet we're all living in poverty. So in in 1978, a minimum wage job could buy you a $700 parka. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Um, and, you know, one thing I want to close on. So there were a bunch of ballot initiatives um, in uh, a couple of unfortunate ones, obviously, uh, bound to happen. In Alabama and West Virginia, they both passed uh, ba- uh, basically anti-abortion ballot initiatives, which uh, removed uh, any kind of protection for abortion in uh, the state constitutions, and they're effectively a ban on abortion. So 
they're wildly unconstitutional, but you know, I have no confidence whatsoever that they won't be upheld because uh, the Supreme Court's now a far right uh, majority. So I, if that gets to the Supreme Court, that either one of those could be the case that ends Roe v. Wade. Uh, so that's terrifying news for uh, women everywhere in this country because I have no confidence yeah. whatsoever that that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and you know, great job, guys. <laughs> real, real fucking bang up keep, job you're doing. Yeah, I, I keep saying it. Like we could have been nominating, or we could have been confirming Bernie Sanders' uh, Scotus picks right now. You know. Yeah. No, of course. I mean, it all comes back to that because they 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 fucking had to have their cake and eat it too. They they couldn't read the tea leaves that that their corrupt bullshit candidate was going to lose, and that the only way to preserve their bullshit, uh, you know, stranglehold would have been to either let Bernie win the one time and then, you know, undermined him or taken him on as the vice president for uh, Hillary and really neutered him. But they just couldn't, they wanted to have their cake and eat it too and fucking put a Republican in their VP and they fucked themselves. We didn't need to let, have them let Bernie win. We needed them to not cheat him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was, we've gone over so many details. I don't want to rehash it at this point as we're an hour and a half in here, but um, you know, again, every time it gets shit gets worse, and people go, "Well, how dare you say both parties were the same?" It's like, no, the, both parties are the same to me because one party was okay with letting it happen by sabotaging the guy that would have prevented it. So yeah. that right there is to me how both parties are the same. Yes, and it's a child's uh, understanding to say that when we say both parties are the same, that we're saying they literally support the same policies. Of course, that's not what we're fucking saying. What we're saying is that they basically support the same policies through their actions, uh, even though one pretends to support uh, nominally uh, opposite policies. So, and, and it's a it's a razor thin amount of policies they really differ on. When you look yeah. at the the global policies that affect sure. billions of people, there is no distinction whatsoever. So no, we have two it's, war it's, parties, two it's controlled opposition that has convinced most people that there is a, a a huge difference between the two, and they argue uh, fervently over that tiny difference. That's what controlled opposition is. Yeah. Uh, but you know. Uh, other than that, the ballot initiatives were largely uh, very positive. Uh, Nebraska, Idaho, and Utah all passed uh, Medicaid expansion, which was initially, you know, uh, brought out under Obamacare. But a lot of right-wing governors, out of spite, uh, didn't accept the Medicaid expansion, even though it was completely covered by the government, uh, right. by the federal government. Right. Uh, they were just like, no, we're not taking this money that's going to help all these poor people because, A, fuck them because they're not going to vote for me, and B, uh, you know, fuck you because I don't like you. You know, whatever. So that three states, that passed. Uh, all that's three great states news. that was yeah. on the ballot. That was actually something that Gretchen mm-hmm. Whitmer uh, had pushed for here when she was the minority lead in the state Senate. So uh, oh, even though Dan she... Snyder didn't take it either? Rick Snyder, yeah. Or, and or, or he, Rick Snyder. He actually, Snyder, he so actually did <laughs> support it, too. He did support that, too, to his credit. Um, yeah. So it, it's be, I think that that will be a good thing for her as governor is that she did uh, push something that was popular and had wide support, um, even yeah. though she hasn't ever really said Medicare for all. She, in practice, um, got 
almost that here in Michigan. Uh, for people that have uh, that have literally no income, you can get yeah. a whole lot of stuff for no money whatsoever. Even like community mental health type stuff, zero dollars for that. Uh, if you've got like no income at all, which a lot of people that have no income need those services to get back into work. Of course, yeah. I mean, at the bare minimum, and even then, it's almost impossible. Um, Arizona and Missouri uh, both passed minimum wage increases. Those are the only two states where that was on the ballot. Uh, and Michigan, obviously, and Missouri both passed uh, some form of uh, legalized pot. Uh, Michigan passed recreation, full recreational. Missouri passed uh, full medical marijuana. Uh, <clears throat> and again, it's like all of these things are wildly popular with Democrats and Republicans. And when you put them on the ballot, they win. Even in even in years where Republicans dominate certain states and certain races, these ballot measures win. And all that tells me, uh, and all that should tell anybody, is that the Democratic Party, the ones who actually give a shit about winning, because we know they're the Pelosi's of the world who are paid to lose, but the ones who actually give a shit about winning are not doing enough to get their message out, and they're not doing enough to differentiate themselves from Republicans. So, again, when you actually give people something to vote for, you fucking win. <laughs> you know, when you, put, when, when you put hope on the ballot, you win. That not to not to paraphrase my good buddy Tom Perez, but when you actually you know put your actual values on the ballot, you fucking win. So I I, right. I just well even largely, in my anarchist my anarchist friends that'll still vote will say yes when you when there's a clear choice absolutely vote you know don't not vote yeah. just out of principle it's just that so often is the case that there is not two clear different choices that it is just the evil and the slightly less evil, which, you know, playing that game just reinforces it and perpetuates that game. Um, but I think a lot of, uh, a lot of the people that ran in a lot of these progressive races that did win did so because they offered a very clear choice that we're not going to be, uh, the, the, the center, the center right Democrat that just goes through the same motions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think I covered pretty much everything I wanted to touch on in the midterms. I wanted to talk a little 2020, but we're running a little long, so maybe we'll fold that into the Friday episode because uh, not too much has happened this week outside of the midterms stuff. Um, yeah, there's always two more days. and <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who fucking <laughs> like, knows? Could have uh, another what, what act of, of right-wing terrorism yeah. happen in the next 40 hours. president had a fucking meltdown today at a press conference, so we'll definitely oh, be talking about he, that. It was it, like, real. stomped around the podium like he was almost going to so walk funny. it off. It was so funny. Oh, yeah. Well, he just couldn't. He was like, he was so fucking mad. He was like, just, we'll, we'll save it for Friday. But yeah, it was it was yeah. hilarious. If, um, if nothing else happens crazier than that, we'll definitely we should play a little bit of audio. Yeah, no, we will. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, largely... Uh, what I my prediction for the aftermath of this midterm is that the Democrats in the House uh, will reelect Nancy Pelosi as speaker. She's going to block any kind of attempts to pass any progressive legislation, uh, and she's going to focus all of her energy on investigating Trump in a uh, weak bullshit way that's going to, you know, captivate uh, MSNBC hosts, but it's not going to do shit for working people who have. Uh, no fucking money and are barely struggling to make ends meet. And then they're going to probably depress the vote in 2020 because of that. And if somebody like Bernie's not on the top of the ticket, they're going to get wiped out. Um, I, 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 I don't take pleasure in saying that, but uh, that's, that's where, how it's looking to me right now. The Senate, uh, the Republicans 
increase their majority. So I don't expect any kind of fight in the Senate over any of Trump's future nominees or any kind of uh, legislation that's just going to fly through easily. And obviously Donald Trump is still the president. So we're going to get a slew of executive orders that continue to be awful. Um, So I I don't really get how people are super positive about the midterm overall, obviously certain States where, you know, but there are people like, Oh, well, you know, Hey, the Democrats took back the house. Like it, it's, almost meaningless i i i i i I hesitate to say it's meaningless but it almost is being happy because it's like oh hey the indian's half over now we're up to bat like it doesn't yeah (laughs) Yeah, right so you can set your fucking clock on it It doesn't make any it doesn't make any difference right um so yeah looking at the long game looking at the the, how the society always uh edges towards progress right and seeing the wins that we got on state levels Mm Um, that is still where I find the hope and take a lot sure, of excitement, absolutely. especially in my own, my home state where, um, you know, everyone says, well, it's, it's Trump country. And it's like, no, it's just, it's, it's working class country. No, it's, it's working like, class country. Don't That's bullshit me country is. is what it exactly. is. It's like, exactly. you know, <laughs> I don't care what you support, but just don't fucking lie to me and I'll vote for you country is, is really what it is pretty much places. you know my old right-wing boss who uh owned a, a bicycle shop and was also a licensed firearm dealer like that right there there's the dichotomy <laughs> of, of michigan uh even he, he said all the time he's like i hate hillary clinton i don't agree with everything bernie says but i believe him i've never believed yeah. a politician more than bernie sanders uh and, and i would vote for him in a minute if it was a choice between Not unbelievable. You know, j- just him and, and hillary absolutely there's yeah, so many so. people like that i know so many people like who are yeah. right wing i you know i i worked with a guy who was uh always kind of he, he wasn't like malicious he was just kind of guy who kind of followed politics but he's you know an old italian in new york so he's like oh yeah you know like you just always assumed that the republicans were kind of right and that the democrats were a little wacky uh always said oh yeah no bernie's great i would i would totally vote for bernie i I believe everything that guy i I could i could name 10 anecdotal you know times that that's happened and it's like it's not a mistake it's not because he's this crazy charismatic you know uh flashy guy like no he just fucking tells the truth and it's such a rare commodity in washington that uh if you actually put forth candidates that told the truth you'd never fucking lose um and that's i think the lesson for 2020 is uh don't fuck it up like you fuck this one up and maybe we can actually make some progress as a country and not uh descend into full fascism because that seems to be where we're heading uh but yeah hopefully we've uh depressed you sufficiently uh and then killed any enthusiasm you had for uh the midterms <laughs> and um Obviously, we'll be back uh, in a few days for the main show. Uh, If you like what you hear, even if you don't, uh, because since this is obviously a pretty depressing episode, you can rate, review, and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, We are on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash move left. If you want to buy some merch and support the show, you can check us out at uh, teespring.com slash move left. We are on Facebook uh, facebook.com slash move left idiots well, I, uh, I thought you said Facebook. is that like a new uh, uh, oh god why has nobody site? come up with that yeah farmersonly.com yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh, I got sidetracked oh yeah <laughs> facebook.com slash move left idiots is that, uh, is that edible finally kicking there? in Anthony <laughs> yeah no I, I think it might be um, 
we are uh, on Twitter.com. I'm at uh, move underscore left on Twitter. And I am at Chaos Riot1999. Yeah, and we will see you Friday.